Welcome to A Culture of the Supernatural. Hi, this is Apostle Jonathan Bird. Using my experience as a springboard, I want to share with you steps that you can take to begin the process of walking in the supernatural. Amazing progress can be made by both men and women who are willing to be disciples. True freedom is a result of understanding and receiving the truth about yourself and your creator. Come and join with me in today's message. Isaiah 46, 9 through 11, these words. Remember, remember the former things of old. For I, the Lord, for I, the Lord, and there is no other. He says, remember, I, the Lord, and there is no other. I am the God, and there is none like me. You know, I like it when God brags on himself. He says, I want you to remember the former things of old. There's a place to remember. Why is that? Because there's a place where it was written and it was recorded. He says, I am the Lord and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my good pleasure. I want to just take this moment and say to my friend, Pastor Elizabeth, thank you for praying. Tony, all of those years. I'm, I'm, I'm so sincere about that. Thank you for praying for him. Hale tried to kill him. You know that, don't you? Calling a bird a prey from the east and the man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I have spoken and I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it and I will also do it. Title of the message this morning, if we were to give it one, it would be carriers of another world. Carriers of another world. You and I are carriers of another world, the kingdom of God. When God told Abraham that he would have a son, he declared the end from the beginning. God declared to Joseph in a dream, the end from the beginning. God gave Daniel a vision of four coming empires. God showed him the end from the beginning. Jesus told his disciples, we are going to the other side. He was declaring the end from the beginning of their journey. God declared your end and my end when he prophesied that Jesus would be wounded for our transgression. And he would be bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace would be upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. By faith, we are instructed to endure the world, but living the life of the outer limits. But living the life of the outer limits. Abraham declared that this world was a foreign land by looking forward to a city that has foundation whose designer and builder was God. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 9 through 10, let me read these words from the Passion Translation, says, He lived by faith as an immigrant in his promised land as though it belonged to someone else. Now I want you to hear that because God says, I want you to live in the supernatural. And I want you to live it on planet Earth as though it belonged 
to someone else. He journeyed through the land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, who were, who were persuaded that they were also co-heirs of the same promise. His eyes of faith were set on a city with unshakable foundations, whose architect and builder is God himself. Moses endured because he saw the unseen. I said Moses endured because he saw the unseen. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 20, 27, by faith he forsook Egypt, Egypt and fear, not fearing the, the wrath of the king, for he endured him who was invis invisible. Now, I don't know how your walk of faith is, but every day you should declare the end from the beginning. And every day of your life, it should be the end that you declare over your life and not the beginning. We live too much and we spend too much time in the immediate. And because we do, we get the results in our life of the immediate. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Why would Jesus tell us that? Why would Abraham say that? Why would Joseph have a dream of that? All of all three of them and Anna and those in the Bible, all those examples were done so that you and I would be in time thinkers. We would be in time thinkers. How could we be in time thinkers? It's because we carry a mind and a heart from another world. In John's gospel, chapter 18, verse 36, Jesus answered, he says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom was of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Your kingdom is not from here. The kingdom of God that is inside of you is a kingdom that is not from here, which gives you the ability to think and to see from another world. That's why we are encouraged to walk in the spirit. In John's gospel, chapter 17, verse 13 through 14, these words, but now I come to you and these things I speak to you in the world. That they, may, that they may have my joy fulfilled in them. So Jesus said, I just don't want you to experience joy, but I want you to experience the fullness of it. He says, I have given you my, I have given them your word. He's praying to his father. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. You are not of the world. In fact, you walk above terra firma. You are not of the world, but you are in it. But you're not of it. Now, Apostle Saul can bear witness with me. All you have to do, I remember I was uh, in Kenya. And some of the wonderful uh, sisters in Kenya kept looking at me. And, and, and I, and I finally, in a lunch break, I went over and asked them. I says, I noticed that you guys were just kind of looking and having questions. Anything I can help you with? And she, one lady looked at me. She said, I, he's not, a, he's not, he's not a Kenyan. He's not from Kenya. And I said, well, why would you say that? She says, you don't have a head like someone from Kenya. 
I didn't have the identifying marks. So I wasn't from Kenya. But I was in Kenya. But I was not of Kenya. So Jesus, he's praying to the Father, and he says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. There is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling the transmission. If you wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If you wish to make it softer, we will turn it, we will turn it to a whisper. We will control your horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can roll, roll the image and make it flutter. We can change the focus to a softer blur or sharpen it to a crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. We repeat. There is nothing wrong with your television set. You are about to participate in the great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and the mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. 1962. Some of you remember the outer limits. That came on prior to the picture. Can you imagine that? That long ago. That long ago, they were programming our minds to think from the outer limits. That long ago. That long ago, a world that we live in, other than God's kingdom, was programming our minds to live in the outer limits, to think from the outer limits, to live outside of yourself, and to live in another place. If the world can see it, why can't the church? Paul the Apostle wrote and said that the eyes of our understanding might be enlightened that we might know the hope of our calling. Jesus prayed to the Father and said, my kingdom is not of this world. But he says, I pray for these, Holy Father, that you would keep these in the world, but keep them from the evil one and the evil dead. If we are going to be kingdom people, if we're going to be the body of Christ, if we're going to be that people, we have to pray and think, decree, and prophesy from the outer limits. 
The world is looking for a place that is not his home. The world is looking to go to a place where its builder, designer, and maker is God. There is nothing more disheartening for a minister than to have to ask the family, where is your loved one? They went to church. Where is your loved one? They prayed the Lord's Prayer at Christmas. Where is your loved one? They bought me a card that had God's name on it. Where is your loved one? Joshua. Joshua was one of the two spies out of the 12, besides Caleb, who believed that God was well able to give the children of Israel a promised land, despite the giants who dwelt there. Joshua and Caleb were end-time thinkers. They declared to the people the end from the beginning. In the book of Numbers 14, verse 9, these words, only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread, nor their protection has departed from them. If you really believe that, you would never fear another situation on this planet. You would never fear another dark spirit of hell. You would never fear the gates of hell. Why? Because their protection have left them and they are our bread. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear. Let me give you another thought just before I close. I think part of possessing a Joshua mindset is having the end in mind. I'm not quite there yet, but my wife, I would talk to my wife and I say, honey, after I go to be with Jesus, if I go before you, this is what I want you to do. And she would look at me and say, honey, don't say that. Don't talk to me that way. And I would say, honey, I want you to be an end-time thinker. You see, because if you don't start thinking and becoming an end-time thinker when, you, when it's time for you to go, nothing will be put in place. My grandmother used to tell us when we were kids, she used to say things to us that made no sense to us, you know, when you were young. And she would just smile at us and say, just keep on living. You know, if you keep on living, things will change. Did you know that? When you keep on living, you'll start to realize that the end is closer than the beginning. Just keep on living. Let me share these thoughts with you. Moses had an end-time mindset, but he didn't make it into the promised land. 
Apostle Paul possessed an end-time mindset when he declared that I fought a good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. Jesus had an end-time mindset during the cross and despising the shame. These men honored the previous generation by keeping the end in sight. These men were built into endlessness, served and lived with a conquering anointing. I'm going to pause there for now. But let me just say to you in 2022, what part of endlessness will you be building into? What kind of anointing will you carry? What kind of faith will you walk in? What type of courage will you display? Will the word of God be the final authority in your life? Moses was a father of Israel who had led them out of bondage, but it was Joshua who took them into the promised future. Israel and Joshua is in the same place that we stand today on the threshold of a new experience. On the way to a new level of supernatural ministry, on the way to a brighter day for the church, on the way to a place where there is no battles, but a place where the battles are more strategies and the results of the anointing upon the lives to be more sufficient, influential, and eternal. My encouragement to you today is to be an end-time thinker. My encouragement to you today is start declaring the end from the beginning. That's what God did, and he says, I'm going to declare the end from the beginning. Now I want you to walk to it. If you'll stand to your feet with me just for a moment, just before I ask Apostle Soul to come, I am sure that some of you have been living in the immediate, and that's what you've been getting, immediate results. You've been getting the pain of this world. You've been getting the lies of this world. You've been getting the things and the lack of this world because you were immediate thinking, and I want to encourage you today that you will shift your thinking. Shift your thinking. How can I do that? That there's an urgency of this hour that I must declare the gospel that saves. There's an urgency in this hour that I must tell people about this wonderful Savior who died and rose again. There's an urgency of this hour that there's a king and a kingdom. There's an urgency in this hour that my words are anointed and you need to hear them. There's an urgency in this hour to prophesy the love of God. There's an urgency in this hour for you to walk in power, live in power, and demonstrate the power of the Holy Ghost. There's an urgency in this hour. I am saying to you, I need you to agree with me today that I'm going to be an end-time thinker. I'm going to set my mind on things above and not on things beneath. I'm going to walk 
and the future. I'm going to live in the kingdom. I'm not going to live for today. I'm going to live for tomorrow because I'm already in it. In the name of Jesus. Will you agree with that today? If you do, lift up your hands, open your mouth, and praise the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Apostle Soul. This is Apostle Bird. So glad that you tuned into the podcast. I'm looking forward to you enjoying it again. Come with us soon and meet us with our next Supernatural Podcast. God bless you.